1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Scottish FA won't investigate Celtic's decision to head to Dubai for a winter training camp Peter Lovencrantz says there's no reason Rangers can't go unbeaten in the league this season And Motherwell sign goalkeeper Liam Kelly on loan as they close in on their new manager I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gary Holt and Mark Guidi Yes, yeah, Celtic's winter training camp in Dubai continues to cause uproar But apart from that, does the defeat on Saturday mean that Celtic will just... Not do much in the January transfer window May well shelve plans to go for a new goalkeeper For Rangers They're preparing for Sunday's trip to Petordry And the chance to go 22 points clear At the top of the table And for Motherwell Yes they've signed a new goalie mm. Liam Kelly uh, Of course was, was different class I thought When he was at, uh, at Livingston um, But more importantly Who are they going to get as a new manager You'll know more about this than me Gordon But ball accounts are short list of four and an announcement expected within the next 48 hours Gary Holt, last time you joined us You said you were you were keen, you were ready to get back into management But looking at the weather, you'd give it a couple of weeks Before going back <laughs> on the training ground, would you not? Uh, if I was in Dubai, I would right, enjoy okay. it But uh, no, um, no, you just want to be out there And especially now that the, this lockdown's happened It's a wee bit of cabin fever settling yeah. in But you're right, when it's that, that cold outside mm. um, I'm quite happily staying in there will be a wee bit of research online See, Gary's joined us a couple of times, Mark He'll, he'll soon realise that Dubai's no no laughing matter There are certain, certain oh. subjects We just can't joke about They're taken far too seriously But we'll, we'll see how we get on uh, Between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 That is the number you need And if you would rather tweet uh, Then you can do that as well You'll find us there At Clyde SSB uh, Mark Guidi I think this is The first perhaps You're usually spoiled rotten On a Wednesday night I think this yeah. is the first midweek That Celtic and Rangers Haven't played since the start of the season it's Certainly we've not had many So and this is as close to a winter break as we're getting Yeah and for me that that is the biggest thing about Celtic being away As Celtic should be playing tonight or, or, or last night or, or whatever Because we've got games to catch up And you know to be to be away uh, When you know bearing in mind what happened last season The league was called early And that worked to Celtic's benefit Because they, they played some games that had points in the bag but I think it's to happen this year and they've they, been away in Dubai rather than actually getting fixtures played to reduce the points deficit on Rangers, try and put a bit of pressure on Rangers. So yeah, I get all the uproar, but for me the biggest thing is that Celtic mm. should be playing tonight. They should be here and playing catch up with the games in hand. Gary Holt, the transfer window is open. Do you miss that side of it as a manager? What's what's this month usually like? Um, it's not too bad the early part. It's as the as it gets closer to the close, it gets yeah. a little bit bonkers and you, you you kinda run out of days. So I it's um it's it's interesting to sit and watch it and, and look from far. I think this will be certainly different this this January mm. than what's happened recently. Yeah, a lot of uncertainty around. Right, let's hear from you on the phones, please. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you nice and early. What's on your mind? Uh, what about that transfer window then? Because this is a question for fans of every single team out there. What you want? What's your wish list? Tell us what you think you need between now and the end of the window. Who? What type of? Of positions you want filled Maybe you've got some specific names for us We'll do the lot It's it's that early stage of the window Where we can just speculate Until our hearts are content So let's do that On the phones and on Twitter um, This Dubai business Mark Guidi it's, it, it's been wall to wall um, I think there's been a The story's gone on slightly If you like today With the news that um, The Scottish FA 
won't investigate the decision to head for that training camp. So, so let, let's deal with that. I don't think there's any benefit in talking about it between now and eight o'clock, like we did last night. But like I say, it's it's changed slightly. So um, the Scottish FA won't investigate the decision to go. The Scottish government confirmed yesterday, you know, they kind of waded in and, and asked the Scottish FA to investigate the trip, um, saying, you know, we'd expect. To be looked into further There are travel exemptions For elite sports Which are designed to facilitate International and European competition If we feel they are being abused We won't hesitate To remove this privilege Celtic of course hit back And said well We got it cleared by everyone um, and, and now the Scottish FA they, It looks like they agree Because they feel The Scottish Government Did sign off on it And therefore The matter's semi-closed Is it ever fully closed In this part of the world Who knows That uh, no, still um Rumble on I, I, You know um, For me the, It didn't sit right Right from the start When Hib said That they didn't they Want it They didn't agree uh, With it That the game was put back In 48 hours um, For them So right away I, I thought that, that wasn't right um, Okay you can't predict What's going to happen You know Five six weeks in advance But the fact is That Celtic have, have Flown out to Dubai On the back of a defeat To Rangers At leaves them Trailing by 19 points And like I said The biggest thing for me When you're playing catch up And you've got three games in hand You should be here playing One of the games I don't think you should be mm. um, In Dubai Whether I've had permission Or not Whatever Just my footballing context Taking Covid and everything Out of the equation in a footballing context I don't think they should be there They should be back here Playing games So you're just talking about The way it looks Rather than whether it's Allowed Whether it's permissible Whether the rules Been broken Whether technicalities Have been strained You're just talking about The, the optics Yeah I would, Okay And I'm sure that, that um, uh, If Celtic hadn't had it cleared properly Or if the government Feel they've got something Or anybody else feels That they've, they've got something On Celtic I think it would have been Used by now um, so it's a bit of turning and fro and I think there's a bit of you know a bit of posturing in certain places um, as well. But the fact is that it, it, it doesn't look good when you're trailing um, by 19 points. Now, footballing context for me, it doesn't look good. Gary, a lot of clubs um, would bite your hand off to to get the chance to go to warm weather training camps in Dubai. But having looked at it from from an outside perspective, now what's your view on it all? A bit, a bit of madness as usual. Madness. Uh, that, that's a. I look at it in football in terms the 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 situation we're in in as a as a country as a nation uh, with the lockdown. Um, I just I can't get my head around it. I really cannot get my head around why they're away, how they're away. I know the the benefits of the warm weather and the training, but as Mark said, they're playing catch up. They've got games to play. They then had the whole Hibs thing. And Leanne's came out and said We never even got asked It was just You were told That's that's, that's not ethically right for me uh, Or sits with me well So I just I, I can't get my head around it Like you said I think there's been a wee bit of mudslinging For the government The SFA the, All the, the, the government bodies And who's in charge But If it was rubber stamp It's not like they booked it on Friday And they, they mm-hmm. flew in After the game It was booked once in advance It's all prepped up So um, If it was all rubber stamped then Fair enough I, there's nothing to, to say about it uh, Ethically should they be there? N- not for me 01419511025 That is the number you need You can tweet until your heart's content At Clyde SSB Let's try and, and deal with that latest news The Scottish FA side of things And, and then maybe Just maybe we'll, we'll talk about football And transfers and so on um, I like this tweet from Jamesy Which sums it up He says 
you know that way that I thought I'll, I'll keep in touch with what's happening back home while I'm living in Dubai but now I'm listening to Super Scoreboard it's turning into a local station <laughs> <laughs> says Jamesy which is, is quite right there are certain things I didn't think uh, we would be discussing I must admit but give us a call we'll do that uh, in the immediate future then I want all your thoughts on the transfer window give us your wish list what do you want from your team between now and the end of January uh, some interesting comments from Peter Lovenkrantz as well no reason Rangers can't go unbeaten in the league this season Rangers fans Is that something you've started to, to dream about? Is that is it now that time Where you can realistically Bring that topic up? Let's kick off with Karen Who is on the line Hi Karen Hi there uh, I'm just phoning with regard To the point of view That always seems to be Acknowledged in the station A point of view from Celtic's mm-hmm. stance But I found a quote from Leanne Dempster On the 30th of November On Twitter and she put apologies to our supporters and our head coach. This was done without my knowledge. We said no to the original request from Celtic because the request didn't work for our club. The SPFL appears to have agreed this without a call to the decision makers at Hibs. And I think that says a lot about Scottish football. They seem to have pandered to Celtic. St Mirren were in dire straits a few weeks ago and they weren't afforded any support at all. Well I mean the thing is Mark This just sums up that there are a few layers to this There's were you allowed to go, yes or no What did you do when you got there What about the fact that a fixture was moved So th- th- there's different elements here Karen's talking about the moving of the fixture Celtic's answer to that would be simple Whether fans don't like it The SPFL allowed that mm-hmm. Rightly or wrongly I'll leave it up to you Yeah but I, I, I do remember uh, what Karen's talking about It might, might be on the programme when the story broke uh, That night Gordon um, and, and Leanne Dempster saying that she knows nothing about it certainly has weren't consulted and the decision was made without without them agreeing uh, to it and then I think Ian Blair came, came, um, came out with a response on behalf of the SPFL which um, he attempted to clear it up from, from their point of view um, so yeah it just was uh, a bit messy it still is a bit messy it will continue to be messy um, and you know other clubs uh, may well feel aggrieved in terms of you know what, what's happened to them with, with with different things this season with with COVID. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not I'm not anticipating that Celtic are going to be hauled over the coals when they get back. I'm not Celtic anticipating like you know uh, points deductions or fines and all that. But I, I don't see that um, happening. But all I'll say is because I, I don't know, I'm not privy to anything that's going on behind closed doors between the government, the SFA, the SPFL, Celtic, whatever, apart from hmm. the kind of thing that Karen's mentioning there with uh, Liam Dents and what's come out the past couple of days. But what I will comment on, from a footballing point of view, I don't think they should be there. Not when they've got games in hand to be played. Particularly in this season, of all season, when a season could get called hmm. early. And can you imagine it? It gets called early and you, you, you're missing out because you've, you, you went away to Dubai. Ranger, uh, Rangers has popped up on my screen there And I read the word that was in front of me Roger Hanna was saying last night uh, Karen that Again I'm not saying you have to like it But the SPFL's explanation I think is That if the two sides can't agree On, on the fixture date being changed Then it, it sort of defaults to the preference of the the home side I, I can see that point of view But on the other hand There's been pressure being put in the SPFL PFL to maybe comment and Celtic being in Dubai but if they in principle agreed to the fixture change how can they possibly ask to come out and say something derogative about Celtic now 
that. I'm sorry. So say that again, Karen, that. what do you mean? Well, they're talking about the SPFL and the SFA should do something and acknowledge right, that the they Scottish shouldn't government, be there. Right, okay. uh-huh. But the, if the SPFL are the ones have agreed to the fixture being moved in the first place, mm-hmm. I don't see how they can. And I just feel Sturgeon's actually jumping in the bandwagon with this anyway. I think she just likes to have a pop at football. I think for a PR point of view, Celtic should have maybe, when we went into the highest tier a few weeks ago, should have said, we stand shoulder to shoulder with the rest of the country, we're not going. Mm. That That's the thing, Gary. We... Don't know specifically what exactly goes on in the hotel in Dubai Everyone is talking about these pictures that are on social media It became even more talked about when the First Minister stands up and references them If you're to kind of read between the lines at at this from the Scottish FA Saying they won't investigate in Celtic's position They clearly are very, very confident that the Scottish Government did sign off on this Regardless of of what was said yesterday It was obviously, as I said, it wasn't done Friday yeah, this has been months in preparation and and going. So it's all been rubber stamped. It's all been above board. It's not. It, there's no anything illegal going on. Um, I disagree with the Hibs, like Karen said. I disagree how that game was moved. I don't agree with it. Um, and should they be away? Doesn't they sit right with me? But mm. that's my personal opinion. Um, I'll have been allowed just to have. Mm. There'll be no recriminations. There'll be nothing coming back in them because it's all been rubber stamped. Um, and. Nicholas Sturgeon mm. and other people can jump in the bandwagon and say what they want because they don't agree with it. But if it was agreed mm. months in advance, we don't have anything to argue about, really. Yeah, Stephen Patterson's on, Mark, and says, you're totally missing the point yet again. I don't think I am. We we, we delved into this in a lot of detail last night. Um, he says it's not... that Cel- The issue is not Celtic being in Dubai. The issue is, you know, have, have they breached any rules whilst they were there? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I know the pictures people are talking about. Every, everyone, I think, seen them on social media. Um, the only thing I could say is, I, I just don't, I, I don't know that. That's right. the next step. And Dubai's not in the ban list. No, no, but again, but, 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 but no, but we're talking about, about the protocols that, that our, okay. our our sports teams adhere to. Pictures can look damning for us, but how long were they sitting there? How close were they? Um, for what duration All the rest of it I know the way they look But mm-hmm. let's be honest None of us have the answers to them mm-hmm. I think we all need to acknowledge yes. that As yep. bad as it might look mm-hmm. And that's not me saying That I can prove it the other way That, that mm-hmm. nothing's got but, but there's clearly An element of difficulty there And that's that's why we find ourselves In a situation where It doesn't look like Any action will be taken Because they've been allowed to go Everyone accepts that But what have you done When you've got there? Mm-hmm. That seems to be the bit That's annoying people Well that, that that's up to uh, the footballing authorities The government To 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 go and investigate that More thoroughly If they want to be perfectly honest It's not to us to do it You know what I mean Celtic's out in Dubai They've chosen to go there There's some 40s That haven't looked great mm. um, And you know I'm sure they'll, 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 mm. All the tests will be in place When they get back But let's say that It's just It's it's just not been a great one to, to, to go ahead with For a whole number of reasons I mean I know people are desperate To compare it to, to that one Is it like Kilmarnock Is it like St Mirren Is it like Aberdeen Is it Bolingoli All the rest of it we We're world champions at that um, There have been some If you think of Is it Dundee United With the team photo They were They were written to If you like By the, the Scottish FA I think almost to To question them or, or remind them of the responsibilities Whatever it was So So maybe that's a That's a an outcome that, that we might see with Celtic um, Not quite the dramatic um, Punishment that, that some people would I'm not really sure what, what can happen to them. I don't think it looks good I don't think they should mm-hmm. be there But 
I'm not really sure what actually can happen. What is it in place? What yeah. sanctions are there in place? Let's bring in Simon in Paisley and get his take on it. Hi, Simon. Hi, how you doing? Well, we are all well, gentlemen. All good, Simon. What's on your mind tonight? Good. I uh, just the uh, the whole uh, Dubai debacle you know, and the the Chelsea players being caught potentially drinking or whatever. Um, I just like to hop back to. I think it was the end of November, start of December. Uh, Scottish government were praising the national team for qualifying for the the, the Euros um, first tournament in twenty years, whatever it is. And you know, nothing was really made of the fact that other players were dancing around, drinking um, in a hotel. You know, not socially distant, doing the conga. You know, that's how. Uh, yes, sir, I can boogie, came back into the line, you know, so I don't see why the Scottish government should be picking up on the Celtic players, saying about you know, them, you know, sitting around relaxing um, when they were okay with the, the Scotland team doing it. Mark Greedy? Yeah, listen, I, I totally get that point, um, Simon, I think that's maybe something that Celtic would flag up uh, if they have been um, attempted to be uh, to, I don't know, disciplined, hold over the coals or if that's um, still to come then I'm sure that's something that Celtic uh, would use in their defence you know, it's absolutely a fair point um, because I think that the, the First Minister was, was, was lauding the achievement there was nothing uh, negative being said and rightly so, I don't think anybody was looking for any neg- negativity, we all enjoyed the moment the whole nation came together in what was a very difficult period and if there's a few of them doing the conga and a few of them having a few beers, a few of them never socially distanced, then okay, but I let the law not write. But I thought it was brilliant um, to see and we all celebrated with them. This is, I suppose this is different because it's a club and it's not the country that said um, things are the same. And maybe, maybe there wouldn't be the same uh, backlash uh, had Celtic been top of the table and had gone 19 points clear on Saturday. With a victory And they'd say Well they're going for a break They deserve it Let their, their hair down Albeit do it within uh, The guidelines But the fact that It's been By Celtic standards A poor season They've gone in the back Of a defeat To, to Rangers To leave them Trailing by 19 points And they've got three games And then You put all that Into the mix mm. Then that's what Doesn't make it look good either I think that does make it difficult From a from a Scottish FA perspective Gary That That's the that's the angle We're taking tonight Is that they won't Investigate Celtic's decision To head to Dubai They're satisfied It was all um, Approved correctly um, do, Does the Yes sir I can boogie And the Saturday night I like the way you move Davy Marshall Does it Does it make life difficult For them Or, or is it Isolated incidents I think it's isolated incidents The thing with the, the Scottish one was They're all tested They're all in a bubble They're all away together um, And like you said earlier Gordon We weren't prior Or there to say They were together for half an hour Doing it It was maybe two or three minutes Of doing a Congo mm. Drinking Whatever But they're within their bubble uh, And tested twice a week While they were away So you can say that you get a wee bit of mitigating circumstances there that they are protected within that mm-hmm. bubble as such. So, um, I mean, they're still meant to adhere to the same rules as we are, but but they do have a an extra layer. That's not to say that it's okay, but it it still makes it. Maybe Jason Leach would disagree, but may, maybe it makes it slightly different for if the three of us went and started the conga in the car park. Definitely, because they're getting tested twice a week. They're within their mm. bubble. They're training and and just dealing with people within mm. their bubble while they're away. We're actually. Separate, doing our own thing, come together, doing the show, mm-hmm. socially distanced, 
uh, and rightly so. So to then go out and do a conga, you'd say we're in the wrong. Yeah, um, uh, and then I, I respect someone to say, well, rules are rules, and that's the way it is. So it's a it's a delicate one. Thank you very much to Simon in Paisley. So much said about this trip, and I'm sure we'll get back to it. Let, let's give what about the football goal? Let, let, let's give football a goal. <laughs> we, we might get There's back only so to much you can because say because we were we were no, nah, it's, it's an interesting. No, I know, sure. I know, it's, but um, and we were we were snowed under with it last night. Let's give football a goal. Right, the transfer window. Is open So to fans of all teams What are you hoping for? Give us your wish list What do you need? What do you want? We'll take your suggestions next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Holt and Mark Guidi are here They're waiting to take your calls So don't disappoint 01419511025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We've not really had a lot of chat about the transfer window And the fact that it's open So let's do it No time like the present Get your wish list ready Celtic fans, Rangers fans, Aberdeen, Mullow, Hibs Whoever, Partick Thistle Give us your list What do you want And what do you need Between now And the end of January 0141 If it's just positions If you've got specific names Anything at all We will take the lot On the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB An interesting window Mark Because the, the gap at the top Is such that Some people don't think Celtic could could bridge it with with any signings. Mm-hmm. Then you've got you know obvious holes in the squad. Do, do you address them? How much of it is about looking to next season? What would what, what the Rangers do? I mean, they're they're so comfortable. Would would they look to do anything at all? So there, there are a few interesting points to be. Yeah, I think discussed. for Rangers, um, I think if somebody exceptional comes on their radar, then they go for it because they 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 don't want to show any signs of complacency. They don't want to show as if they're taking anything for granted And by, by the way that Stephen Gerrard Has conducted himself all, all season And even in the aftermath of Saturday He's not sending out any That's it, we've done it, we're over the line kind of messages He's keeping it very professional One game at a time Bearing in mind that Rangers do have a difficult one Three tough away games Between now and the end of January Pataudry, uh, Fir Park and Easter Road And a home game against Ross County um, But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers done something One or two fringe players probably go out um, As loan as well But you're not going to have many players and they rush to leave Rangers when they've got a chance of being a part of a, hmm. a, a historic um, title-winning um, season. So, uh, listen, it's all good uh, for Rangers. For Celtic, I don't think they do anything just now. Um, I was led to believe that had Celtic won on Saturday and closed the gap, that they would have um, gone for a goalkeeper. And I believe that there was a, a top British goalkeeper on their radar. Do you have a name? Um, well, um, and, we'll get um, him before 8 o'clock, guys. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think now I don't know But I would imagine now That, that Celtic If they're going to do anything In terms of incomings They would leave it To the end of the, the window To see what the situation's like How does the league look And if it's still a mammoth gap mm. You know So I think Celtic Are kind of looking at Maybe all hoping that Rangers Might drop a couple of points Out of these difficult games That they've got And obviously Celtic keep uh, winning So I could only imagine Maybe one or two Going out the door um, At Celtic They've got a lot of big issues To address some of their star players do they do they look to try and sell them just now test the market because um, you know I think there'll be big changes there over the next um, few months so um, I don't expect a lot to be done but depending on how the league table looks there could be a a few bits of business done in the last couple of days of the window Gary we always hear it's a difficult window it's one of those great football cliches I've got no idea if it's true from a manager's perspective is it is it any more difficult than the others it is because you, you like to plan for the summer. 
So you know what you're starting mm-hmm. pre-season with You're getting a full pre-season to work with players to get them in So January's, like Mark said there It's normally a one or two type scenario that Come on your radar that you really need Unless you'd really need Like Motherwell have needed a goalkeeper mm-hmm. uh, as, as you've touched on There's other teams that need specific players Then you'll go and you'll look at them But if your season's going really well You can plan for the summer that's that's the thing that you can do Rather than worry and about be, Bed someone in and, and get the best out of them next season Exactly um, And and you can do some deals That you know they're coming in the summer You can maybe sign a pre-contract With some of the ones that you know mm-hmm. Rather than try and do a deal To get them in the door Because you're desperately needing them So it's all depending on Like Mark said Where you are in the league How how the league's form's going for you Where you see yourself Kicking on And is there a carrot of Can Celtic catch They maybe need to mm-hmm. add If they can't Like Mark said Why would they then bust the bank To go and Get players that mm. they, they don't know Are going to be at success Right let's bring in Kenny Who is a Rangers fan in Guruk As a Rangers fan Kenny Do you do anything This this January transfer window Is there anything at all You you like to see done Or do you just Just stay as Keep it as is Well funny enough Well, you were, well I was listening to you The background there I was just thinking that myself When you brought the subject up um, I think it was really about Rangers That would depend um, What the underlying problem was a couple of the players like Ryan Jack you know we were hoping Ryan Jack was going to be back early December um, there was talk about him being available for the last uh, European game we never made that then we thought it a couple of weeks now we're into January I don't even think he's going to make this again so and also Scott Arfield how bad's his injury if the two of them were going to be out for maybe six weeks or so I think maybe they could try and get somebody in if the right player came available. Maybe even if it was just a loan deal to the end of the season for midfield coverage for that position. But uh, other than that, I think we're quite well covered. Yeah, I mean, Mark, uh, I don't, I don't think they are proper long term. I take Kenny's point that Ryan Jacks had a couple of setbacks, but I don't think um, that they're proper long term. In, in terms of, some people think the league's over, right, or, mm-hmm. and, and and can't see anything changing at all. So if that's the case, then maybe. You, if you're of that school of thought Maybe you could say Well maybe, maybe Rangers can cash in Could we make money And still win the league By letting X player go If the answer is yes You'd maybe entertain it But but does it Does that send out The very message That Stephen Gerrard's keen To not send out Would that send out The message that you think The league's won Are you talking about Like selling a Morelos or a Tavi Or something anyone, like that Anyone Yeah just anyone At all I, I, I don't think that would um, happen like I say, you know, um, unless you know it's an exceptional offer for Rangers and for the players going to go and triple his wages or something. Like that. I don't see any, really any Rangers player wanting to leave because they're a part. They're, they're, yep. They've helped the club be on the verge of something very, very special. And you know, once once you get to the end of this window, that's when you start to see the finishing line. I think once you get into February, you start to look at the finishing mm-hmm. line. So, unless there's something exceptional for all parties, like a, a bid that's genuinely out of this world and, and and wages for a player that's out of this world, I can't see a, a a big name going. I can see somebody coming in. I don't think they'll be desperately looking because I think Rangers are, are pretty well covered uh, in all positions. But um, when they're hot and they're hot just now, they're attractive. Um, and like I said January is a real important window for me Gordon I don't like the excuses Oh it's a difficult one I think you, you, you look at it And Rangers should be looking at it As in If we see somebody exceptional Let's get him in and out And try and make sure we get into the Champions League Let's give him four or five months To bed in With the guys for us to assess him Like you look at for example To a lesser extent Sorrow Was was, was brought in In January Now because of Covid He, he lost five months During the season But you're now starting to see That the guys get the, 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 the makings of a of a good player He came in 
in January Clamala come in in January Hasn't really shown it But if you feel You can get something In January Stephen Gerrard would rather Give himself Four or five months To work with a guy Rather than three or four mm, weeks yeah. in, in the middle of summer So that's something That you might see happen With the Champions League Qualifiers in mind Kenny what else is on your mind? Um, well a couple of things One I'll get this off my chest um, I tried to phone in Thursday night um, I didn't go into the show And it shows you how much I know about football Is that I was saying Get into the Old Firm game my main concern was Alan McGregor I didn't think he was playing that well wow. going by his own high standards I thought he hadn't been as commanding as he normally was and I was I was actually a bit worried about him but um, I'm glad I never got on the show <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Kenny things I never thought I would hear what, what made you come to that conclusion? <laughs> Just, I've, been, I've watched every Rangers game this season I think um, on TV yeah obviously as we all do and I just think Against the last game before it, St Mirren game, he fumbled one, which we all can do, and he flapped across. That's not like Alan McGregor, no twice in the one game, maybe twice, you know, over a season or something. You see him doing things, but and a couple of times, I know we've not lost many goals, but some of the goals that he has lost, not goals that I really expect him to see him getting beat with. You're a tough man to please, Kenny. I take it he proved you wrong at the weekend, and, and all is well with you now. I get a pelters off my pals Because I'd been saying before it Bad man um, your honesty Kenny For coming yeah, on you know what, it, Fair play to you I'm, I'm never telling anyone That I thought that uh, Fair enough Thank you Kenny uh, In Guruk We are on Twitter Asking for your Transfer wish list What are you hoping for uh, Robert Clark says he is a Rangers fan He'd love to see Lundstrom From Sheffield United Come in I know yeah, that's been on, on the radar here. Yep. Um, Given the injuries We've had in midfield Failing that I don't see much activity Elsewhere Paul Wilkie says um, on the transfer subject I see today Philip Benkovic Has returned from his Cardiff loan After one game Celtic need a centre back Badly He knows the club Is that one that's got Mileage Do you think uh, it, it could be Aye I mean I, I suppose Something like that Yeah I mean I don't know To be perfectly honest But yeah, you can see Why you would Put two and two together I mean, that Ga- Gary there are obvious ones Because Christopher Julian's out For three to four months um, so even and, and now it remains to be seen What's happening with Shane Duffy uh, Who is, has come home uh, From Dubai So Surely Celtic are going to be In that market this month Yeah and like you said If Benkovic has went back He He certainly Done himself no No harm by Coming up to Celtic I thought he was mm-hmm. he, he done really well He's he's Some size a boy He's a physical specimen And when he walked out of the tunnel At Livy I was like Oh <laughs> I'm glad I'm not playing So um, There's a lot I like about him um, so that you can certainly see with, with Julian being out I, I didn't think it was going to be that serious mm-hmm. man, But it turns out mm-hmm. three, four months And then obviously Shane's been Came home early So but It gets back to the point though Gordon With somebody let's say for example A Benkovic now, Again I don't know But I'd hazard, I'd hazard I guess You'd need to be paying 25 grand a week Towards his wages And, and maybe a loan fee or whatever So you're talking that 100 grand a month You're potentially talking 400,000 pounds Between now and then the season The question I would ask um, not if I'm Neil Lennon But, but if you're uh, One of the power brokers At the club um, Is it worth value, us Paying that kind of money, money. Whereas do, do you look at is it, is it better I don't know But I'm throwing out Is it better All round To go and try and get Somebody like Declan Gallagher Permanently I don't you, know that That's the kind of thing You, you just, would need to weigh up I think you read my mind I was 10 seconds away From asking Gary Holt <laughs> Former manager Of Declan Gallagher Because you're, you're seeing this This is, is bubbling away His mother will contract um, is coming to an end Well, Or is it it's, it's meant to be Coming to an end Gary There's that that uh, If he plays A few more games It triggers an extension 
people linking him with a move to Celtic is he good enough to make that step up you managed him um, I always thought he'd, he'd go on he'd go to the next level uh, I did think he might go down to England uh, he's got he's, he's at that age uh, with experience with games international recognition as well I think certainly I, I could see him going down to England and, and progressing there but if somebody like Celtic comes calling um, it's a hard one to turn down and I certainly think he's got the he's certainly got the mental cap- capabilities to deal with he knows how good he can be He knows what he needs to do um, And he's got the experience now Of playing games And a run of games And a regular run of games He very rarely misses a game What's, uh, his, what's his best attributes Gary? I think it's just his all round He's just an all round good player People don't give him a lot of credit For how good he is on the ball And at least he created a lot of goals for us He, he was a great We played three at the back But he was also an overla- <laughs> he was an overlapping one of mm. three The right yeah. centre back And we got a lot of joy Down the right hand side Because people Didn't realise how good he was um, He's very good with his feet He's he's a lot quicker than you think uh, And also He's a threat in both boxes With his height he, he might not score as many goals As what you expect him to But he takes that much focus On him Because his height His assists For goals is, is phenomenal Your mother will tend to favour that a lot Where he knocks it back across If you like And they hope that someone else Feeds off of it Um the, the Scotland side of things as well Because when you now see more of him Has that really shown his Kind of Aerial dominance You talk about being a bit Playing a bit more for Livy But for Scotland He's in the middle of that back three And it's about really being dominant And, and heading things When they when they come his way Yeah he's, he's, he's I used to say he's, We were fortunate with boys Who were prepared to get hurt In both boxes And that's what you need Too many times now You don't see boys going and attack the ball To score a goal He's prepared to get hurt in both boxes And that's that's what you, you like about somebody Somebody who's going to do his job To the best of his ability And, and go and enhance it And I think certainly He's mm. kicked on massively Since he, since he left Livy That one you can realistically see Mark I mean if you're talking Pound for pound right And I know this guy's had a tough Tough time of it And I don't, I don't want to pick on him too much But 40 grand a week Plus the loan fee for Shane Duffy Compared to Whatever it would cost Declan Gallagher That Pound for pound That seems like a no brainer mm-hmm. but, but is he Is he at a level that Celtic fans would think Right that's the one That takes us to the next level That's title winning That's You know Because that, that ultimately Is the, the barometer for Celtic Isn't it It is But it depends what Celtic's ambitions are Gordon let's be honest You know It's going to be a real Eye opener the, the strategy of Celtic Football Club Moving forward in the next few months From From the manager To the board To the recruitment To, to everything To How many season tickets are taken up You know Fans are allowed back in And Celtic don't win the league you know, remember it was only five, six years ago the the, the, the top tier was closed. So there's all that to take into um, account. But one thing you can say now about Declan Gallagher, uh, and you've just heard one of his former managers back up there, this is a guy that's played for Scotland. So you can judge him at, at the highest level in one of the most pressurised games the country's ever known. And mm-hmm. he came through it with flying colours. We're not just talking about watching him having a good game against Partick Thistle or, or Morton or, or, or Dundee United. You're talking about him doing it at a proper level. So if you were able to pick him up, um, if you had to pay a fee for him this month or pick him up for nothing at the end of the season, for me, it's a no-brainer. You go and do it. 0141-951-1025. The January window is open. It's been overshadowed by various other things in the last couple of days. But what do you want from your team between now and the end of the window? What does your team need? Let us know. We'll take your call next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Gary Holt and Mark Guidi are here Why not give them a call Let them know what is on your mind 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well We actually had some breaking transfer news Not so long ago uh, That's St Mirren confirming They've completed the signing of Kilmarnock striker Eamon Brophy On a pre-contract They say the 24-year-old has signed a three-year deal That will begin in the summer Already getting reaction to that one Coming in on Twitter Twitter uh, Mr Big Stuff says I think that's a fantastic addition For the Paisley Club uh, To be honest I personally thought Kelly would have done Everything they could To have kept a hold of him A good goal scoring threat Good get, move Oh that's a great signing Yeah For, for St Mirren And yeah you can understand the, the frustrations But you know I think maybe looking at Eamon Brophy this season it, it struck me that maybe He needed something fresh He needed a, a, a fresh uh, Charles like to be back to when he was at Hamilton And I thought he was a great signing I'm surprised Hamilton let him go A great signing for Kelly At the time he's kicked on He's played for Scotland He'll still have ambitions to, to, to get into the squad But I don't know if Gary would agree That that strikes me Gordon that You know Come January 31st I can see something happening And Eamon Brophy being at St Mirren And I don't think Either club or the player will want, will want to hang about for five months They want to get that over the line The next 24 or 5 days It's certainly been so early Into the transfer window For it to come out you're probably looking now thinking being a sceptical type of person that come the end of January that, that would be a, a deal that you could see happen Mark I've, I've, I, I kind of see is Eamon going to play for Kilmarnock between now and the end of the season now is, so it's probably one that the, both parties or three parties might try and get something done Is it easier that there are no fans there to remind them that he won't be uh, there next season because sometimes that's what's awkward isn't it you have to yeah. run out and all, you, all your home fans know that you're leaving and they start questioning whether your heart's in it so. Yeah I, mean, I, I think there's been a couple examples uh, recently, I think last season was um, um, I, well, I Jordan Jones did it the, <laughs> Jordan Jones come on didn't he um, to, to Rangers there was, um, Did Jake Hasties come out to, to Rangers Before the end of the season I think it did um, I don't think that was January though But I think it, I think his move to Rangers Came out while he was still I think Aberdeen signed Matty player. Kennedy from St Johnston yes. In a free contract And that went through Just the last day of the window As well uh, This time last year So I think something could get done Now it could well be That St Mirren Might Might have somebody in their books That might think he's what Well We'll offer him to Kilmarnock yeah. You know uh, There might be a striker yeah. there You know that, so I think, I think it's a great signing for someone yeah. I really do think mm. so You've got a guy who's proven At the top level in Scotland mm. And he's got an international experience behind him um, And he'll have something to prove well. Is that a sign of St Mirren's intent now That they, they, they feel that Well this season have actually Really solidified And that they certainly don't look like a relegation threat That some people would have thought And now they're starting to, no, to but I, think, I think I spoke Well last time I was on I think he's, The squad he's built Mm. His signings have been really, really good players. Experienced boys. He's sorted out Jack Annick, Mark Fraser, Tate, Sean Essay. Boys who've got experience behind them. And now you're going to be Brophy as well. He's got the younger ones mixed in and about that, but he's got a spine of a side now that's experienced, got hundreds of games under their belt. They know their jobs. He can. He, he doesn't need to work with them as such. He can throw in the, the younger ones round about them, Erehon and uh, Doyle Hayes and people like that just to... Mm. to let them experience playing with these boys who know what it means. So, Brophy's just another great addition for me. And like Mark says, I think it might happen before the end of January. Uh, Craig McGregor's on Twitter. We're talking about the importance of January, if you like it, and what it can mean. Craig says Glenn Kamara must be the best piece of January business ever, uh, according to him. So grand from I'm interested in what you were saying about Celtic, Mark, and, and how you you believe that had they won at the weekend, they would have moved for a goalkeeper. Yeah. So, so does that mean that? 
does that not give, a, give off the impression of, of throwing in the towel? So, so why, why not now? Why not still strengthen? Why not look to even build for next season if it's well, a permanent one? I think... Uh, I think you well. That's what that's what I don't know if it was going to be permanent or, or a loan. But listen, it stands to reason. Had Celtic won on 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 Saturday, they they, they would have gone for a goalkeeper. They'd had to, you know, because you, you, all of a sudden you'd have thrown yourself a lifeline. But you couldn't have realistically thought that you'd a chance of winning the title in the second half of the season with, with the current goalkeeping situation that you had. Like I said, way back at the time for me, the way Celtic handled the goalkeeping situation last summer put down a a, a real negative marker. Um, complacency, think that ten arrows in a bag. Call it, call it what you like. It wasn't dealt with properly, and you just look at the save that Alan McGregor pulled off um, at the weekend there to show you how important goalkeepers are um, if you want to be successful. You look at Motherwell this season, Gordon. They've never replaced Trevor Carson, and you know some of the goalkeeping's been been shambolic. So um, you, you look at that. That's why teams, you know, a lot of the time end up with the bottom league because they don't have a goalkeeping situation um, sorted out. So um, I think again As I've said for, for Celtic If you're going to throw money at it this month mm. I, I don't think they do it just now I think you assess where it is the last few days of the window And then make up your mind what you want to do I was just keeping a wee eye on the calls coming in And I thought I saw David calling in And thought, oh, that looks right David's going to be on in a second He wanted to say that you know Declan Gallagher from Motherwell Talk about that Celtic needing this that and the next thing uh, Wants to see two up front And then he just said The, the wee mass screen that just popped up David doesn't want to come on He just wanted to make the point to the producer <laughs> But he doesn't want to come on the show Which is fine uh, So change of plan Let's bring in John uh, Who's also hanging on John transfer window What do you want? Give us your wish list Please me off with Celtic is uh, when they're going for, when they're going for a player they seem to be going and on and on and uh, they, 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 they don't put any if a, if a team wants four million Celtic are going to a million now they were going after the boy from America big centre half supposed to be a cracker he seems to be going to that team now they're going for the boy for Charlton the left back or right back he may, may be going somewhere else and uh, the boy who's the other one the boy for Brighton see when Celtic sign the player uh, sell the player they want top dollar so I want both ways. Celtic's always been doing this. Always been doing it. Mm. Uh, under undervaluing the player. Uh, we'll get the, the big boy Tony would have done a great job for his offer five million. They wanted a lot and they went, ah, nah, no way. No way we're going to pay that. Because the have been uh, selling on three. Now they should employ somebody in there that's going to get these contracts over the line and uh, right away. Not let other teams come in and snap them up. As I see before, I think the name that, that One of them that mentions by John Is that is it Mark McKenzie He's heading to Genk um, I believe And you know it's been rumoured for quite a while That Celtic were interested in him um, USA d- defender is, 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 that, is that fair from John and, and even if it's not though The question marks over Celtic's Recent recruitment record this January window will be have a spotlight on it like never before, given what's gone yeah. on previously. Will it not? Yeah, I mean it, it's not been uh, it's not been good enough. You know, I've always said that um, when you look at Celtic, you know, considering the, the resources that they've got, and okay, I know this season will be a bit more difficult with, with COVID and you know losing millions of pounds a, yeah, a week or, or you know with, with lack of income. Um, but a club like Celtic for me should be able to, do we have the best? The best available player playing in, in that position. And if you go through it this season, goalkeeper, nowhere near. 
uh, good enough left back situation. Now that um, John's mentioned that the guy is Alfie Doughty, Alfie Doughty, don't mm-hmm. he pronounces his name now? But all accounts, he is an absolute belter. Pace to burn, really, really good. I expect a wee injury at, at Charlton, um, but that could be one again that comes back to, to haunt him, like a John McGinn. You know, not, get, not getting things like that done Did for, Hugh Keevans put you up to saying that? That's, no, his, said, that's his favourite topic I, I, I said that way back in the time That that one would come back to haunt um, Celtic um, But on the other hand Where I would disagree with John Is if you let's say a player Roughly valued at 5 million quid If you can get him for 4 Then you as well get him for 4 Than paying 5 or 6 So there's a process negotiating. Sometimes it works out really well John Sometimes it uh, it doesn't But in, in, in recent times I'd agree, I don't think it's been good enough. It, it, it could be better. But see, for me, Mark, I think, see if it's, like you said, see if it's one at the veer, Mark, that is the one we want. I think they've got to put away that wee bit of, let's oh, let's get a couple of million off, or let's get the. If, 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 if a selling club wants six and you're going with three, why banter back and forth? Just go in and say, look, I know how, I know how it works, I know how there, there is negotiations, but be realistic. You know what a player is valued at, what a real value is. So, Go in with an offer that you think is going to get you the player Rather than, like you said, lose John McGinn Maybe lose a Charlton boy who, by what you say is right And I know he's coming out of contract So you try to get him maybe on the cheap uh, compensation package Just go and do the deal You're Celtic, you want to be hmm. the forebearers of Scottish football With Rangers in Europe, uh, Champions League If you want these players, you've got to go and get them You can't penny pinch round about it to save a wee yeah. bit of money for a sell-on Okay, I think we'll have to leave it there We're out of time, thank you John Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you get more questions right than Mark Guidi or Gary Holt. 0141-951-1025. Get your call in before 7 o'clock. Your chance to beat the Pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Gary Holt are here We're here until 8 o'clock So plenty of time to get your calls in 01419511025 We kicked off with yet another uh, look at Celtic's trip to Dubai We're asking you for your January transfer window wish list Celtic fans have been talking about a centre half uh, Gary's given us his expert insight into Declan Gallagher What else? What else would you like to see? Rangers fans, would you do... Anything at all Or just keep the squad as it is uh, St Mirren fans You must be happy with the pre-contract signing Of Eamon Brophy Liam Kelly Has signed for Motherwell So there are bits and pieces happening Let's hear from you please 01419511025 Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time One of my all time favourite answers on the show last night And usually it's Gordon DL and we can laugh at him But it, it was the poor contestant Who just heard a couple of key words within the question And dived in The question was Who is the reigning PFA Scotland Players Player of the Year? And he said Fraser Wishart <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly even, even in his heyday Fraser would admit that award would have been a bit beyond him um, But I can see I can see the, the easy mistake to make Let's hope we have no such dramas tonight Kevin is playing this evening from Bayliston. How's it going, Kevin? Ah, good. Good, day. Hey, Kevin, just a, a ambush you. We've been talking transfers. As a Celtic fan, what do you need? What do you want during this window? Uh, a goalkeeper, without a doubt. Uh, that's the number one. Mm. That's in a half. I think the other two. Yeah. Main. 
Yeah, I think most would agree. The only thing, Mark Neil Lennon saying, whether it was a, whether it was his way of putting the arm round Barcast last couple of weeks ago, he said, no, yeah, it's not a goalkeeper's not an area we would look at. Is that is that is that him protecting Barcast, or is or is that the truth? I well, I'd like to think that's him protecting uh, Barcast because I think if you've if you get genuine ambitions to, to to go and you know win the league or mm. be successful, whatever you want to measure success this this season, then you, you would have to go and address the goalkeeping situation for sure. Gary Holt managed them and says that Declan Gallagher's got a step up in him. Kevin, is that one that would do it for you? Um, I'm not too sure about him. He's done really well with Scotland, but I'm not sure whether he's Celtic level yet. Okay, fair enough. Let's get on to the main. Top uh, the main uh, the main event if you like it's beat the pundit time so we're going to toss the coin if it's heads it will be Mark Guidi up against Kevin and if it's tails it will be Gary Holt and it's heads it's Mark Guidi taking on Kevin and Bailison so I'll give Mark some play two to listen to so he can't steal your answers Kevin we're going to put thirty seconds on the clock and the only thing you need to know is if you can't think of the answer pass quickly and we'll move on to the next one okay okay go. right thirty seconds starts. No. Who were the last team to score against Rangers in the league? Uh, Nadir Chiefchi joined Celtic from which Scottish team? Dundee United. Who did Scotland play in Stevie Clark's first game as a manager? Uh, Belgium. Who was the last winner of the Manchester Derby? Uh, Man United. How many goals in all competitions has Lee Griffiths scored this season? Uh, five Where did Damon Brophy Start his senior career Come uh, on Okay let's bring Mark back uh, Mark can you hear us Yep got you going Tough tonight Aye. Tough yeah I think so I don't know Producer Chris I don't know if he's Just in a bad mood If he's trying to take it out And you'll I don't know I'll maybe speak to him Make sure he's okay uh, At the break But I think they're quite tough 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts Now Who are the last team To score against Rangers in the league uh, Hibs Nadir Chiefchi joined Celtic from which Scottish team? Dundee United Who did Scotland play in Stevie Clark's first game as manager? Uh, Belgium Who were the last winners of the Manchester Derby? Uh, Man City How many goals has Lee Griffiths scored in all competitions this season? Uh, eight Where did Eamon Brophy begin his senior career? Hamilton Ackies. In what year did Stephen Davis make his Northern Ireland debut? 2006 How many Hearts players were in the last Scotland squad? Uh, two Okay, okay Kevin, how do you think that went? Uh, he beat me at the end there You think so? Oh, let's find uh, out Right, first question Who were the last team to score against Rangers in the league? Gary Holt? Motherwell It was Motherwell You don't get a trophy for that then, do you? No, that doesn't count for much at the end of the season I'll get one, right? I'm just I'm trying right. No, me, I'm asking from a Motherwell perspective Do we get anything for that? No, is that, is that just a Nah Nah, right, okay Just just making sure Because it's we're, we're a bit we're a bit low on the conference at the moment That's that's about all we can get Is a, a correct answer On Beat the Pundit None of you got it Nadir Chief G joined Celtic from Dundee United You both got it Well done, one all You both went Belgium Which was interesting But it was Cyprus Ooh. Yeah, that 2-1 oh. win at Hamden uh, The last winner of the Manchester Derby 50-50 chance United. It was United It was a 2-0 win Mick Tomlin um, scored the same Man you won the last two Before the draw didn't it? Oh there we go Kevin knows his stuff uh, So Kevin goes in front How many goals All comps has Lee Griffiths scored At six None of you got it Eamon Brophy started oh. his career At Hamilton So there's an equaliser For Mark Guidi Kevin Now he got two more questions than you In what year did Stephen Davis Make his Northern Ireland debut He was one year out It's 2005 And how many Hearts players Were in the last Scotland squad He was one out again It's one And it one. was Craig Gordon So For the second night in a row We go on 
To a tiebreaker So here's the deal I will ask the question I'll get Mark Weedy To write his answer down And I'll then invite you Kevin To give me your attempt Okay Okay Very simple one So I'm going to ask you To be quick I don't want anyone Thinking about this For too long Mark Weedy Hold up your bit of paper How many Scotland caps Has Jim Layton got Please Show me your paper Right now Let's see it Okay And Kevin Yeah 120 120 Mark Weedy says 91 I've got a feel for you Kevin I really do Because Guidi obviously knows this He's got it Bang on the nose bang 91 on. Hard lines Kevin You did well <laughs> Took him to the tiebreaker But it wasn't enough Hard lines Well done All Kevin right. Cheers Good man That wasn't well a guess was it Jim Layton That's an ed- educated guess educated was it? I thought you, no, Fair enough then Well done I thought you had Been absolutely certain about it You flew in with a 91 Okay no, I, knew, I knew it was in High 80s low 90s That is the number you need to get in touch tonight We're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB We're asking for your January transfer wish list What do you want? What do you need? Perhaps more importantly um, Would would managers Always look to do something? Gary Is that is that a thing Where you just look for that yeah. Fresh face? Yeah. You, you always want something yeah? Yeah you do Yeah, You, you want something you want um... So even Stephen Gerrard then Because he's the obvious example Even he will want Something Yes I yeah. think you will do. I think, like Mark said, see if you if you don't do if you don't do anything, you're almost standing still. Every every day needs to evolve. The club needs to evolve. Players need to see that, and fans need to see that you're you're trying to improve the group. Um, whether it's pre-contracts for coming in in the summer, whether it's actual new signings like Eamon Brophy is a pre-contract, but they might get something done. It's 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 a boost. It's a boost to the club. It's a boost for the players. Who was your best January signing, guys? Who do you? Oh. Well, obviously, Lyndon Dykes was the one that was, and he was just a pre-contract coming in the summer. So, um, you, you you always go with him, I would say, for a number of reasons for for the the job that he did, and then the the, the money that he brought into the club. What what did that process look like? Just because that's been one of the, the great stories of Scottish football, transfer stories recently, and his emergence in the national team. What did that? It's, how did it's, that process begin? Well, obviously, we watched them numerous mm-hmm. times. Um, and that's the thing people people say there's not the, the talents there. You just got to go and spend the hours looking at it and watching. Um, so it was a process of doing it. But uh, as I said earlier, we were in a situation where we were comfortable. We were going to stay up in the league, so we didn't need them. We didn't have to force it through. And I think that obviously helped us as well when we're doing the negotiations with him and and obviously Queen of the South as well. You, you know, like we're not trying to take him just now. You can keep him, but we'll do the deal so it's done. Um, so it was a it was a good deal for everybody. Involved. I think when it's in a different division, it, you get away with it more. You know, we're talking about Brophy and St Mirren, and can, can Brophy stay? Can he play again for Kilmarnock when he's going to St Mirren? Do you think it's different from from Queen of the South to Livy? Is there a bit more of a yeah, an understanding there, and acceptance? There, I think there might have been yes, um, but also we we wanted to be honest and open with Queen of the South as well, and 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 with Lyndon and give them the opportunity that we knew where they were and and the situation in the league. Uh, wasn't comfortable So You've got to be Mindful of that And we were in a situation We were building For the next season We were looking ahead And, w- and what we needed um, And that was a perfect Opportunity for us And we wanted We knew that If we waited to the summer And this is what I had Back to him with Mark with, with bigger clubs We would never have got him We'd never have got mm. him 
other clubs would have offered more than what we could uh, uh, probably and a, a more lucrative package uh, as such whereas we knew we could strike well with Anis Hope we can do the deal right there and then this is what you're going to get this is what you can give you just now as, a, as, as maybe an extra and let's get it done um, and he bought into that I know every manager every club will have a different process but I'm, I'm just nosy so how did you go did, did you go and watch him in person do you trust video footage do you, do you trust scouts what does the I think the I've seen him like? six games I think I watched them six games. Um, is that and, video footage or in, in person? No, in person, and that's also where six times. That's yeah. But then that's also where you we we picked up with Alan Forrest and Robbie Crawford at air because mm-hmm. a couple of times it was Air United was playing and you liked them, but you're thinking, right, let's because you don't go to watch them. Oh, so you went to watch Lyndon Dykes, yeah. but you ended up with Alan Forrest as I, well. I, you get you get them and you're you're not booting. You think, right, I'll keep my eye on him. He actually caught the caught the right. eye, and then you go and have a look at his stats and figures, and then right, who's there playing this weekend? We're playing Sunday, right? We'll go and watch it, and he stands out again, and you're thinking, and that's what happens. You go and watch one, and another one comes out mm. the, at the bag, and it was the same with we Robbie Crawford. It was every time I went to see somebody playing against there, he stood out as a as a player. And fortunately enough We managed to get him as well What jumped out about Lyndon Dykes then Because he obviously Is not a prolific goal scorer And wasn't for Queen of the South And he's second fiddle In terms of The you know the, the headlines to, to Stephen Dobie So what made you so sure That he could Not only step up But he's now gone And done it again um, I think his all in work rate His package of what he gave the team um, Was synonymous With what we were at Livingston mm. You had to put the graft in For the team first and foremost It was it's, That's what's Got Queen of the South headlines with Stephen Dobie getting the rewards of, of his play. Um, and I, I was open and honest with Bigland that he was a lot better when he came in than I gave him credit for watching in the games. I didn't think his link up play was as good as what it was. I didn't think he could do the, the, the things that we thought we might have to put into him. Um, but that first week he came in, I thought he's actually a lot better than I gave him credit. And he just went leaps and bounds and just it just bought into the whole character of, of what we were as a club and how we worked and the demands we put on them and he certainly mm. embraced that and kicked on uh, Roger is a Rangers fan from Uddingston hi Roger what's on your mind tonight here the guys here the panel how Hello. we doing good thank you hey Roger right um, I, I, I think there's a, there's a couple of couple of SPL players um, who have caught my eye um, and the, the boy uh, Jake Doyle Hayes at St Mern, I thought he played really well against us in the, in the cup tie, and also the league game. I think St Mern TV gave him the their man of the match. I thought the boy played really well. He played in, a kind of, in that role, just the kind of between the kind of defence and midfield, and he was always wanting the ball. I, I thought it was a cracking boy. Um, and also Martin Boyle Hibs. Um, we've all got one of these speedy right wingers since um, um, Duncan Dace left us. Um, and also, uh, to be honest, um, I'd never really heard or seen much of Glenn Kamara um, two years ago, and now that guy must be worth <laughs> about millions. Um, so hopefully Gerard is maybe watching these guys and maybe other other people, um, because remember McCrory's at Aberdeen, um, it looks like he's going to let Middleton, sorry, uh, Jordan Jones and Edmondson go on loan, uh, and then you've got Glenn Middleton who's been in the, in the team as well so I think they'd be, they'd be good backup um, and also for the future as well for Rangers You know what I love the fact that Roger's been specific and it leads us on to a bigger discussion about markets people might might scoff at, at taking players from other teams in Scotland but Roger's telling you look, look at Glenn Kamara Look at Lyndon Dykes Look at David Turnbull If you're Celtic uh, Is, is thing, that, is that stigma is everyone, broken everyone's down Everyone's going on about 50,000 It was only 50,000 Because he yeah, was yeah. coming out of contract 
but 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 Roger's right though. He wasn't. He, he was a phenomenal player. He wasn't getting the absolute rave reviews where everyone was aware of him. It, you no. would have been because you yes, were in the game. Yes, we were, and we were mm-hmm. playing against him. And he was the one shining light in that Dundee team. If you needed to man mark, you man mark Glenn Kamara. But he played further forward for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's we're too we're too quick to distance ourselves from Scottish players for some reason. Players playing in our leagues, we're, we're too we're too easy to go and get somebody that we don't really know much about because he's come from a lucrative country. There is quality in our country. You've just got to go and mm-hmm. work it. Get a diamond and, ru- and polish him and get him playing because there's boys there that want the opportunity to go and Im- improve and impress rather than seeing somebody coming in from outside and and, you th- and don't make it and then leaving a year's time or two years time because they can't hack it. Yeah, they're, they're not, what about the names that, that Roger yeah. mentions? Jake Doll Hayes has been brilliant, hasn't he, since he came yeah. to St Mirren? There's a couple. Of, Gary mentioned a couple of boys that they've. They've got some really, I think Jim's uh, recruited well in terms of pace. I think he's added some real pace. Yeah, and that's one thing I said. When I didn't think St Man would beat Rangers in the Betfred Cup um, a few weeks ago, but I did see on the show that night that they've got pace to cause problems, middle to front. You know, they'll be able to hurt teams and, and, and worry teams. And that's um, what happened. Uh, I think there's some smashing players out there. I like young um, Alan Forrest, I like Josh Mullen. Livingston really caught the eye um, the, the, two that, the two that Roger mentions Are they, are they Realistically At a level that the Rangers Would consider I, I, Well I wouldn't I would, I, Well Gary will know better than me I wouldn't say so just now But if they've a, 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 a right good second half of the season That's something That they, they, they could maybe look at um, In the summer And I don't mean this in a, in a bad way But if there's a time To pick up bargains Bearing in mind Other clubs that they're, they're skint Well every club's skint To a certain extent So you know, normally where some clubs might have held out for six, seven, eight, nine hundred grand for players, you might be able to get them for three, four hundred now just because you're getting money um, in the door. But Gary's right, I see games, as you know, Gordon, all around the country and there's some really good players. Out, out with Celtic and Rangers, there's some exceptional mm. um, young players. In terms of that market value, Gary, as well, and because we're in difficult times, is is that something that, that our, our big two clubs will, will have to focus on even more than before it? Again, I'm going to reference it again I feel bad almost because it's it's dead easy to say with hindsight now But if you look at the money Celtic are having to pay for someone like Shane Duffy right? Let's not make this all about him personally But once you get into that market the, the wage, it's, it's just a complete different stratosphere And you, you've you obviously experienced down at Norwich and so on Is it is it about time we looked closer to home? I think so and I think this is In a way the pandemic's going to help Scottish football for, and, and clubs in Scotland dealing with each other and dealing with players coming through and, and getting Scottish players playing in their in their leagues because the value for money first and foremost you're wanting value for money you're wanting players who know what it means to to, to earn a crust um, whereas down south you can pick up money not playing a lot of money you can retire on um, and that's was that an eye opener for you having played up here a lot I know you played down south as well but having played up here. Managed up here and then going down to, as, in, in a coaching role at Norwich was that something that was it was a, a massive it was a massive eye opener it was a massive struggle to deal with mentally that players were quite happy just to pick a wage up and not play no interest in playing I'm I'm happy I'm I've got a three four year deal I'm going to retire I'm a millionaire and um, if I don't get hurt I don't get hurt and I'm quite mm. and it was it, it baffled me why players because I I came into game and and still to this day. You play, you you play and train because you want to play on a Saturday. You want to be involved. You want to have a chance. You want to be out there. So, uh, it was a major thing to deal with. But I just think everyone's cutting their cloth accordingly. 
And I certainly think the Scottish football is going to be probably get the the, the, the fruit of this because Scottish players are going to play now. Mm. You're not going to get boys coming in from abroad because mm. the finances aren't there. Roger, let me put a point on Twitter to you. Um, Craig has tweeted in saying he'd like to see Rangers go for Lundstram, which is a name that's come up again. Lundstrom. Um, he also thinks they should consider another striker because the foe won't play much next season. Morelos could go get guys bedded in for Champions League football. Is there any sense in that, Roger? Well, that's a fair point, actually, to be honest. Um, that's what I'm thinking, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the, the guys I mentioned, uh, although they're no out and out strikers. Um, Cedric Eaton will, will come to the floor as well, and Ruth, I'm a big fan of. Um, yes, yeah, a fair point. Morelos goes. Um, I think one of the, the, the panel mentioned that it's now having to get some money coming in. Uh, and I think there is some really good um, Scottish, or, or certainly teams, or players playing in the Scottish Premiership who, who could come to, come to Rangers and, and benefit from the, the coaching that we've got. Uh, as you see, I love Simon Glenn Kamara, um, who I did, I, mean, I said a couple of minutes ago, Ireland never seen much of him, to be honest, but Gerrard's turned him in and was an unbelievable player. And I think the other two boys would really be there, but the boy it's the man I thought it was a cracking game. It might have been one of these these games I don't see Smyrna that often unless they're playing Rangers. But certainly two games against my team I thought the guy played really well. And if you get them just now, um as somebody mentioned as well, a, a bargain price, um and they're not spending lots of money because you know, there's not a lot of money going about unfortunately in football with this this mm. pandemic as we know. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It doesn't always work that, and, and you just can't with any market. Rangers would look at the moment and say, "Well, maybe players like Greg Stewart that they took from that level, not quite had not been able to force their way in." Jordan Jones, Jake Hasty. So you know, I'm not saying that, that it's always going to work, but there is a bit of a theme on Twitter. Richard says, "I'd like to see Rangers go out and sign a right-sided forward. I'd prefer Ruth to be played in the middle. I like the boy Ryan Hedges from Aberdeen. He can yeah. play and is very fast." He says. I, I, funny enough, I like Ryan Hett and, and, and he stands out. I think the, kind of, the hair style makes him stand out um, as well. But he can play. He's really caught my eye uh, this season. Ali McCann at St Johnson's, an, an exceptional young central midfielder, or a shining light for, for Northern Ireland now um, as well. So, yeah, you, you I can't look believe at all you're giving Ryan Hedges as his hairband. Got to be more to it than that. No, I've, I've said Is it he, jealousy? He's, is that what it is? Oh, aye, of course. Um, but he's not. He's. he's, he's Caught the I love the way he drives into the yeah. box. He likes to dribble around about the. Yeah, I, I think you know Lewis Ferguson as well. Aberdeen I really like him too. Right, let's leave it there. I want to tell you about something very important before we move on. Clyde one. Show me the money. Yes, we had our first winner today on our brand new game show. Me the money. Shamshad from Kirkcaldy just won four thousand pounds. She's in the middle of doing up her kitchen and bathroom as well, so you can just imagine how handy. That cash is going to come in So well done Now the good news though There's even more cash For you to win tomorrow And remember though If you've entered already You stay in the draw Until the end of the month So the next game Is worth five grand We're upping it So for your chance to win Text YES to 61025 That's YES Y-E-S To 61025 Texts are £2 plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full T's and online entry uh, At the Hits Radio Network Scotland competition On our website After 5 o'clock tomorrow Gary Spence will make the call Make sure you're by the phone All you need to do is answer within 5 rings The 5 grand is yours So to play Show Me The Money right now Text YES to 61025 Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weedy and Gary Holt are here Still plenty of time to get your calls in If you've got a point for the panel Let's do it Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Got a good teaser for you right now This is a, a, the second half of last night's teaser 
if you like uh, And a, cl- a classic last night Where Gordon DL Was one of the answers But he didn't realise it It took him ages And Roger Hanna had to tell him By the way Daz You're one of the answers um, So Gary You're not on this list But right. it, Along a similar theme Can you name Six Former Celtic players Who have never managed In Scotland's Top flight But since 1990 Have managed a club That's been in the top flight since that time Does that make sense? Yeah. It'll be easier once you get the answers Trust me I'll read it once more Six former Celtic players Who have never managed in Scotland's top flight But since 1990 Have managed a club That have been in Scotland's top flight Since that time So I'll give you the working examples from last night Because it makes it easier So take Gordon as an example He's a former Rangers player He's never managed in the top flight But he's managed Wraith And they have been in the top flight Right. See what I mean Mark Yes Yeah, yeah. Um, Only this one you Mark <laughs> <laughs> Last night it was like Gordon DL Kenny Black um, uh, Alex Ray Was one of them As well So we'll you see You see the theme there I'll give you some Give you some thinking times It's not an easy one But that's why we're only looking for six Well, I, well I'll try one Okay Right away Is Mark Wilson an answer? Yes Aye, Yes Airdrie Airdrie mm. Yeah well done So that's it all of our pundits are on here for some reason uh, Right, so you've only got five to get Okay, nice and easy Nice and easy um, Right, let's go back to the phones Robbie is a Celtic fan in Falkirk I think he's actually got a point specifically for Gary Is that right, Robbie? Yeah, it is uh, Alright, Gary, how's it going? Not too bad, how are you? Uh, no bad, no bad I was just, I was just wanting to uh, ask you about your games against I'm a Celtic fan I was wanting to ask you about your games against Celtic uh, last season I wasn't at the first one I was at the midweek one in March uh, last year that was a 2-2 game yeah. and I was really really impressed with your team um, you know upsetting Celtic rhythm and basically I was really really impressed with you on the break and you actually even though it was uh, Celtic ended up getting uh, that equaliser through Rogic and injury time I was just I was just wondering over both games, how 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 do you think? And basically, I'm going to ask you, how did you go about preparing your team to give Celtic so much problems that arguably not even a European team gives give Celtic that much problems like last season? Like, I was just wondering a wee bit in your thinking and, and your tactics and what you were telling your players. And I was also want to ask, as much as you speak to your players in a group to get the shape and, and how you're wanting them to play. How often do you pull guys aside and have a one-to-one with them in like five minutes and just say, right, you're going up against this guy, they've got weaknesses here, they've got weaknesses there, rather than just like the, the shape and, and, and the group talking, you know? That's that's one of the biggest things, I think, is talking about the strengths of what we had as a group, as a collective, as an individual, um, and speaking to individuals in the areas of the pitch that were going to be against us, a, a specific focal point of the team, how we were going to play. Um because I, I, I firmly believe, see, if you just concentrate on the strengths of the, the, the bigger teams, you'll end up and tie yourself in knots, and you'll go out and you'll lose four 0 and the game will pass you by, and you'll not, you'll not, you'll not compete. So, you have a game plan, you have a, a, a system that you know you're going to not have a possession of the ball. The stats, the facts are there. Celtic Rangers dominate the ball. So, you, yes, we want to dominate it, but you know you're not. It's when you get it. How can you hurt them? The areas that you're going to hurt them, showing them in an area of the pitch that you want to have. Superior numbers So when you break You're breaking into their weak point Simple as that And But it's also giving the players The belief that they're good enough They deserve to be on that pitch Competing against their peers So, so their so-called peers That they're the best team They're unbeaten um, 
won trophy after trophy um, so it's, it's it's basically getting into the psyche and the mental side of the game that your players deserve because you don't want them going out and freezing you don't want them going out there on the occasions too much for them and they can't adapt to it and the game passes them by and they don't enjoy it and that's what I said go out there and enjoy the game and, and, and see within enjoying the game you'll lose it sometimes you will lose the game but see if you're trying your best individually and then doing it for your teammates collectively what an opportunity mm. you've got to, to get someone out how, of the game. How specific does that become then? Because one of the the obvious highlights, if you like, of, of those battles was when Lyndon Dykes would, would rough up Christopher Julian, because it's the one that got all the headlines at the time Christopher Julian kind of spoke about it. How, how much attention do you give to that in the build-up where you take Lyndon Dykes to one side, as Robbie says, and acknowledge, yep, look, Christopher Julian is a good player and he's played at a good level, but, but he won't have come up against this before or, or, or he won't like that no, How specific does that become? It's, it's a little bit Because you pull one in and you say And he knows He knows he gets under his skin So you just enhance that Slightly By firing London up a wee bit more That Julian said this about you And he's Which he probably hasn't <laughs> Doesn't know who London is Just lie Just <laughs> sugarcoat it In a way that uh, You get the big man railed up you want them at the best You want them at their peak uh, powers So when they go Not but, but, not, but, not but, to but, a level where it becomes Overbearing that you can't deal with Yeah It's it's, it's showing them the carrot And then a wee bit of stick To, to go and chase it mm. And uh, For some reasons uh, Players There's ones who thrive in it Who you need to fire up There's other ones you need to give a wee bit of Reassurance to That they're good players That they deserve to be there Be brave when you're in possession Go and try things You will make mistakes But as long as you're trying what we're telling you, you you, mm. you can accept that. But it's I've always said it: you need nine or ten of your players, nine of your outfield players playing at the top of their game. Your goalkeeper having an exceptional game, and you need one or two Celtic players or Rangers players or the Aberdeen players having an off day to go and get results. On the nights that we did, we had everybody playing at the top of their game. The first game, Christie gets sent off for a challenge that happens in a game. Um, he just overstretched So that helped us In that aspect We're down to 10 men We get the tails up from that um, In the second game We grew into that We gave away A, a kind of poor goal uh, As such And you could see We, we get a wee bit of Oh that, That's an unusual for us mm-hmm. uh, and, and at half time it, it was Reassured them What we're doing The messages Stick to the same messages Do what we're doing We got the goal at a good time Just before half time And and that gave them the fill up Then to go out second half Mm. And as you said The the goal came in the 92nd minute It was a dagger But To to the effort and commitment That they boys put in Was was what they done They went out and Mm. done it They crossed the line as such And went to battle And that's You just giving them the tools To go and do that You want to come back in Robbie? I was quite impressed With what uh, Gary's just said there Um as I say, when I was at the game, I was really, really impressed by his team. I think I think he's played a, a back. Was it a back five, Gary, or was it a back? I'm not very sure, but it was just. It was maybe a back three. <laughs> was it a back three? I can't. I can't mind. But you Aye, sometimes becomes a five, <laughs> Robbie. You find that. <laughs> and uh, I was just so impressed by uh, your team when they were. Uh, there was a couple of times on the break that caused Celtic a lot, a lot of problems. And as much as as Gary's actually saying there that Celtic had a lot of the ball, I was actually really, really impressed with that when when they managed to get on the break and the, even the, the long ball down to Dykes and Dykes would hold it up in the midfield would then be supporting Dykes and they were going wide and they were kind of it was just 
a good variation, and I, I was just really, really impressed by, by, by Gary's uh, Levinson team. And I think there was some. I, I know the uh, Rangers have only conceded five goals this season. I think at home, you said I kind of mind if it was a, a crazy uh, low goals conceded against you, or the amount of game, or the amount of teams that had beat you last season up to that March. Because somebody told me he's only lost maybe two games at home, or it was, yeah, it was the third, Gary will maybe be able to fill him in on that. The third, the third, be, the third best home record by a mile last yes. season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, country mile. Um, I think, I, thought, I think it's eleven goals we conceded. Mm. If it was that many, it was just as I said, you had boys who were prepared to get hurt in both boxes. That's what you need. You need boys because, and Mark will tell you, and and Gordon yourself, you got a lot of games. A lot of goals are scored by set plays. No bones about it Very rarely do you see A 25 yard top bin It's normally A set play Or a second phase For a set play Corner free kick um, We had boys prepared To put their bodies In the line And prepared to get hurt And that's As a manager All you can ask for uh, Robbie thank you very much Another question for you So we'll just stay on the theme Marty says And I, this is good Because he's putting you Right in the spot here And I don't know If your opinion on this Has now changed Because you're, um, you're In terms of your employment Marty says Can you please ask Gary His opinion on plastic pitches In the Scottish top flight please uh, Ban them all <laughs> now this is interesting Marty Because this is Kilmarnock fan Former Livingston manager Gary Holt And I put a plastic in it Folk it So you did So you're a fan I'm a fan I'd, Like see Don't get me wrong uh, Falkirk The chairman And the vice chairman said This is what we'd like to do We'll take you over to Holland Last week of the season Go to the company They they sponsored one of the Dutch teams uh, Heraclis Almel Go and have a look at their pitch Spend an hour on it Speak to their players And I'm like Right And if you don't want it We'll go with grass We'll reseed We'll go with grass I'm like Right brilliant It's grass I don't need to go But I'll go anyway I'll do my thing Do due diligence I went and I could not complain about it it was unbelievable And then I spoke to the players Every single one of them loved it mm. Spoke to the goalkeeper Because I had a look at their squad and I, and I asked to speak to specific The goalie was 36 And I wanted to speak to him Because he's older Dives about in it He said he wished he'd played in it all his mm. career And I was like I can't come back mm. And lie I, I wanted to And I said to the chairman and, and In fairness though see when, see when it first went in I always got the impression Having been there Because they're, they're all different Aren't they Was that That one at Falkirk When you first got it That That was that was a good one Wasn't it, Aye, it, was, it I was don't good. feel like It got the same complaints As some of the others No it didn't get any complaints And It's a big thing The rubber makes a big difference Just the colour of it The green rubber We put in at Falkirk It does cost a bit more For some reason Just the colouring It does nothing different It's the same Kind of rubber It's just the colouring and when you're sitting at the stand for aesthetically pleasing, you don't see it bounce. It's mm-hmm. when you get the black rubber, that's what everybody kind of, oh, the pellets bounce. But it's even the green, when it's green, you don't see it. And I think that makes a massive difference. And that's what Heracles had. They had the green rubber, and I was like, oh, I want that then. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you need to pay extra. And I was like, uh, why? He's like, it's Aye, that was it And I was like, alright So when I went back And I I did say to the chairman The vice chairman I said, look If we're going to go this way I'd love to stand here and say It's rubbish It doesn't have ball roll It doesn't do this I said, I can't have any complaints I said, but you need to go With the green rubber Mm. That was the one thing And they they pushed the boat out And as you said, it was Mm. brilliant Livingston was your home And and you're well familiar with Kilmarnock And you've gone to Hamilton Ackies Having having kind of looked at it all then From a a more general perspective Do do you still feel the same? Do you feel like they all work? Do you feel like it's all positive? I think think they've got a place uh, in our our country I think with the weather conditions And you've seen And don't get me wrong Livingston had the game off It does affect it Even Mm -hmm. the the severe weather Um, We never missed a training session at my time at Falkirk or at Livy 
everything was there on time. You didn't have to scrape about looking for a patch. You didn't. And Rangers and Celtic and all the other teams, when it's weather like this, guess where they train? On Astro. So there is a market for it in Scottish, especially with the weather we have. We don't play summer football. And you'd arguably say our summers aren't great anyway, but ours isn't a summer league. We play through the harshest weather. So why not? have these pitches that you can play on alright we'll leave it there uh, any more on this teaser Mark I feel like Gary's been doing all the talking so I assume you have been working on this uh, Mark Wilson I, anymore I think I've, I've definitely won mm-hmm. Gary Caldwell yes, Patrick Thistle absolutely and I'm going to try see I, I, I'm not quite sure how, how it works with the date this 1990 right, okay. thing but I'll, I'll, I'll throw one in um, Jim McAnally no Morton no no yeah, Morton's not one of the teams. Right, okay. There we go. All right, uh, you can get the rest of the answers next and more of your calls coming up. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Holt and Mark Guidi are here. A team effort on this one. We've eventually managed to get Gary involved because he was talking away while Mark was coming up with the answers. Six former Celtic players who've never managed in Scotland's top flight, but since 1990 have managed a club that's been in the top flight in that time. So, for instance, Mark Wilson, our very own, managed Airdrie. He's never managed in the top flight. They, Airdrie, have been in the top flight, though. Gary Caldwell is another at Partick Thistle. Anything else during the break? Gary, I know you got one. Mark Burchill. Mark Burchill, see? Former Livingston Managers Association. Um, Any more from you, Mark? Um, I'm 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 toiling a wee bit. Gone, I had a couple of names Murder McLeod Billy Stark John nope, Clark All wrong I'm afraid nope, Right okay nope. Okay that's fine We'll wait and see Let's bring in John Paul Who's a Celtic fan Transfer wish list John Paul what does it look like? Evening panel Evening um, there, uh, There's a few that's been mentioned tonight You know obviously The obvious one being Declan Garter That kind of proved With Celtic at the weekend You know they're playing Beat on the position I know he's played there But every time I watch Young Declan Garter I think uh, I think there's a very a lot of scope to improvement. I was impressed with him against Serbs, you know, and, and obviously he came into the Scotland set up and done real well, you know, and I think that's a that's an area that we need to strengthen, you know, kind of with Julian being out, Ayer being want to go away, you know, and he might, he might move on. But see, for me, like, and I, I'll be quite honest here, I was kind of critical of um, James Forrest, you know, um, when he was in at Celtic, and some people might think that's mental. Some of my, my fellow Celtic fans say to me, how can you be critical? But See, if I look at the young boy Martin Boyle for Hibs, you know, Lennon played under him. Now, I think he's a very dangerous player. He's proven in the Scottish League. I know that doesn't always count for nothing. I watched him against us. I watched him against Rangers. He had a chance. Um, he's very, very dangerous on the shoulder. He's pacey. You know, and just just going forward, you know, I thought about Alfred Ockett. Why not go and get him? I don't know how many goals he scored for Hibs this year. And I know he's not long left in his contract. I think he's. I think he would fill the gap. I think he would fill the void now. I think he's dangerous. I think he could cut it. Um, he, look, he looks... If he came back after his injury and, and he looks like he's got the right mindset to go on. So I would like to see something like him. You know, Celtic are kind of short and wingers. I know they're playing this diamond formation now, but I, I, I think he would be a good addition to us now just until the end of the year and see how it goes. You know, he, he's played under Lennon, he was good under Lennon, and he's got goals in his game, he's got assists. So I, I wonder what the panel mm. think of that. Oh, funnily enough, I've had a tweet mark, right? And it says, Gordon, the boy Alfie Dotti is going to Rangers on a pre contract. Keep this anonymous. So we just a tweet in, or just a random tweet into my. DMs as they say But John Paul is uh, talking about from a from a Celtic perspective uh, and The, the, the daughter one I, would, I wouldn't be uh, surprised He's certainly going somewhere And whoever gets him is going to get a, a right good player uh, That's for sure 
So it was John Paul, was it Martin Boyle he's mentioned? Who is it? Who's his, who's his? Martin Boyle. Um, I don't know if that's what Celtic really need to, to, to be honest. Um, John Paul, not lacking width, but I mean, yeah. even, even if Forrest was fit, which he's not, there's uh-huh. no, um, there's no, you know, there's no, no one behind him. If you like, I, I, I like Mikey Ma- Johnson. I like back. Martin yeah. Boyle, but but would would I, do I see him coming to Celtic and 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 you know, not 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 for. I, I wouldn't say it'd be a bad signing, but I, I, it's not one that I would that I would particularly go for, Gary. I think Martin's happy where he is And that may sound stupid But I think some players get To a, a team, a club um, He's been there for a, a fair spell I think he's just signed a new deal I'm not sure Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think he's He's in that surrounding of of Mr Hibbs Everybody mm-hmm. talks about him He's a big fish in a, a kind of small pond of, of where he's at Does he then want to take himself to Celtic Where he's a, a small fish in a big big pond Um I'm not sure. I think he's. I think he's got a club where he's. He knows where he's at. He knows he's going to suits play every him, week. Ah, it, it suits, suits him, him. And, yeah. he, and he gets a freedom to go and play a, yeah. his position. So sometimes you just get a, a, a player who likes the club that he's at, and I kind of see him. I kind of see him moving if mm-hmm. he's not going to play week mm-hmm. in week out, uh, which might not happen at Celtic. John Paul, talk to us a bit more about the centre back position because I think that's one that was going to be addressed anyway with Christopher Julian. Uh, there's now. Uh, Shane Duffy's come home from Dubai Personal reasons is that the sort of Reason at the moment um, But we, we wait to see what, what his future holds Yeah you know it's no, it's no surprise Everybody knows that Shane Duffy's come up here and struggled I don't know if it's I don't know what it is I can't, I can't put my finger out You know maybe he came up here and thought he was going to be a soul Which which your league is getting stronger and better um, Every year I believe You know it's the managers in it or Players in it You know I like the boy Guthrie I think he's a good player Um a day, I think he's a, I think he's a, a strong, um, aggressive centre half. But for me, Gallagher's the one that that stands out. Obviously, you know, as I say, he's went to Scotland set up. He's done really well. He looks like he's wanting to improve. He's still young. Um, I thought he was well coached under Stephen Robinson, and I, I would I would like to see him. At, um, I would like to see him at Parkhead. You know, I think he's a, I think he fits the bill. You know, especially with, with Julian being out. He's a, you know, he's. He's tall, he's physical And he can add goals to his game So I would like to see him in Definitely It'll be an interesting couple of weeks That's for sure Gary's already told us earlier on Having managed him He thinks that Declan Gallagher Does have that You know A step up if you like In him And, and talks about the age And the attributes and so on um, Would there be anything Gary That he would have to To work on Or, or fine tune to, to, to be that That Celtic level Defender Um. I think you're always working on things. That's the mm. that's the the good thing. And Big Deck is willing to work. He's he, he's a confident big boy, uh, so he knows he is a good player. But he also is prepared to put the work in on the pitch. So I don't think he'll ever stop doing that. I think he, he no disrespect to, to us at Livingston, no disrespect to Motherwell. When you go, if it's a Celtic, you're going to have a lot more of the ball, and I think that'll probably suit him. He likes getting on the ball. Um, sometimes overplays at times, so that'd have to be. Curtailed in his in his game, but I think the opportunity for him to go and express himself more and more uh, would certainly benefit him. Smooth transition this one from one player that you've managed to another. Liam Kelly has come back to Scottish football. He's signed on loan for Motherwell. What do you make of that move? Um, I think Motherwell's got a a, a very good signing. Um, he absolutely hates losing goals. Hates it. Hates it in training. Hates it in games. He's oh, he's 
he drives you bonkers. Mm-hmm. He, he he goes mental at his cell. He goes mental if he's made a save and it's it's not going where he wants. He's he's attention to detail. Um, and he's he's hungry. He wants to play. He wants games. And that's the the pleasing thing for me looking at it from the outside is here's a boy who's got down to England, played a thirty odd games maybe, um, getting decent money. As I'm led to believe, I don't know what it is, but he's not happy just sitting getting that money. It just shows the type of person he is. He wants to go out and try himself and get games and play games and knows that he's coming tomorrow, hopefully to play games, but also knowing that Trevor Carson's going to come back at some point. Mm-hmm. So he's got an opportunity to play rather than still sit at Queen's Park on the bench, getting his money, not playing. He's not happy, he wants to play. And then for both parties, because you mentioned Trevor Carson, who's obviously an outstanding goalkeeper with the worst run of luck. I mean, seriously, can't catch a break, the guy. Um, we wait to find out exactly how long he'll be out for. And how can I put this politely to Aaron Chapman after the weekend? I think Mother could be doing with a with another goalkeeping option. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. And, and Mark touched on it. It's, it's where you win games. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's, if you can keep them out at one end, you've got a chance of winning a game at the other. So um, it's a massive part of any team. So uh, Liam Kelly comes with a pedigree. Of what he did with us Internationally Then he's went to QPR And he has played games For whatever reason New goalie coach coming in New manager coming in Doesn't he fancy him Whatever um, He's now eager and hungry To come and play He's not coming up to Motherwell Just to sit on the bench He's coming here to play And that's That's a good thing for Motherwell Football I, Club I always like to be I, I remember actually watching him In a warm up At one game guy I thought he's hand You know in the warm up He was so prophetic Great hands Very very agile Because at first I thought well, He doesn't look the biggest but he's certainly very very uh, agile and, and going to work at Motherwell it's the one position I think if you had to say to you know, well, it's, it's Keith Lasley at the moment you know, any position you'd like to, to strengthen it would be the goalkeeping position and, and going to work there as well with, with Craig Hinchcliffe I think if you look at Craig Hinchcliffe's record with goalkeepers and coaching them and bringing them on um, again I think he'll do very well I think that's a I think it's a great fit and it could well be I don't think so but it could be there might be there might be one Scotland squad place up for grabs with, with, with a goalkeeper. There might be, I think the three are settled, but there might just be one up for place. And for somebody like Liam Kelly, they might have uh, ambitions to, to, to force his way into the squad as well. Funnily enough, we got a tweet something along those lines. Where was it again? It was something about the goalkeeper. There was Alex says, um, surely a young goalkeeper for Rangers. Uh, to, they could sign to learn off McGregor before he retires I know we have McLaughlin But McGregor learned off Kloss So keep that going And then Stuart replied to say What about Robbie McCrory um, cause I, I think that's clearly the plan And he was out at Livy Gary but now struggling a bit more for game time The the thing we, we spoke about at Livy Was we wanted two young keepers Who are hungry to be number ones um, And we certainly got that With Max and, and Robbie Robbie got the, the nod at the start of the season Done exceptionally well Got in the international scene But then he obviously he fell foul of the COVID, uh, and Max just took his opportunity. And you, you've got to be honest to to both keepers, knowing that there is an opportunity. Because if if Max just if we gave Robbie the jersey, and then Robbie came back for COVID, and Max had, and then you'd pull him back in, it's not fair. Both have got to see a pathway. They've both got to see so um, both exceptional mm-hmm. goalkeepers. And the good thing is they push each other day in day out to. Because they want to play on a Saturday Mark it's the type of question That I, I should have given you longer for But I think it's a good question So we'll try and do a short version Of the Celtic End podcast Question for Mark Does he think the players Lennon inherited from Rodgers Have improved Or regressed For me Everyone's going backwards And based on that I refuse To write off any of the signings Celtic have made It took Lennon 11 months To realise Sorrow was a player 
think you've got about a minute to answer that. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, well, Going through them all one by one by one. Um, I, I think that Brendan Rodgers got uh, an exceptional return at some of the players, you know, and, and none more so than the captain Scott Brown. If you look at what inherited to what Scott Brown became, absolutely revitalised them. Callum McGregor. Um, etc. I mean, I think it's unfair to say Neil hasn't improved players. One that springs to mind right away, young raw lad that he picked up and has worked with is Jeremy Frimpong, and um, look what he gets um, out of him. But what you've got to remember is Brendan Rodgers was an exceptional manager. He managed Liverpool and is one of the top five managers and 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 down the road for a reason. And Celtic was very very lucky um, to to get someone like that. So I don't think it's fair either to compare Neil Lennon um, to. Okay, like I say, I should have dedicated a lot longer to that one I must admit, apologies I just saw the tweet and thought it was worth mentioning But you two have got three more to get in this teaser And it's not easy um, I'm toiling, I have to be honest Right, St Mirren, I thought this would be your one Mark Guidi, I must admit I thought this was the one you would get I think St Mirren, um, early to mid-90s Just after I left <laughs> Who released you? <laughs> uh, Davey, Davey no, Hay him. Tony Fitzpatrick, Simon, Davey Hay I mean this guy was at Celtic in the 70s Jimmy Bone Yep Jimmy Bone Jimmy Bone Yeah Jimmy Bone Right Oh this one is tough Because this guy was at Celtic in the early 60s <laughs> I'm really asking a lot of you here um, And then Was it Wraith Late 80s And just into 90 Which allows him to qualify for the The question Who was the Wraith boss 86 to 90 Right Um like I said, Celtic in the 60s, so that's tough. It's not top, no, it's not. Um, what's the initials? <coughs> FC. Frank Connor. Yep. And the last one, an old friend of the show as well. Ro- a, a spell as Ross County manager, 2010. Willie McStay Willie McStay There we go We got there in the end It wasn't easy It wasn't pretty But we got there Thank you very much uh, To Gary Holt for joining us Thanks as always to Mark Guidi And the biggest thanks As always goes to you Thank you for all your calls And your tweets And to those of you Who just sit quietly And listen away Well we very much appreciate that As well We're back tomorrow To do it all over again At 6 o'clock In the company Of Mark Wilson And Gordon Deal. So we look forward To seeing you then In the meantime Just stay right there Meg McHugh is up next <laughs>